cultivating a strong network of colleagues is really important just to remain engaged. This is a field that is constantly changing from year to year. You know, during COVID, we had to come up with a, a new strategy. So that's when virtual opportunities were born. But if we didn't have a, a connection with other colleagues in the field, opportunities like that may not have happened. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of World Strides Inaugural Podcast, Changing Lives Through Education Abroad, a weekly series of conversations with international education's most interesting thought leaders, as well as discussions on emerging trends, best practices, and innovation happening in our field. I'm your host, Zach McKinnis, Senior Director of Campus Partnerships with World Strides, and I'm so excited about this episode. Today, we're talking about how to leverage local education abroad networks to go further, faster, both in our careers and in our day-to-day work, creating life-changing moments for our students. I am thrilled to be joined by my friend, Kate Lamana. Kate is the Assistant Director of International Education at the Ramapo College of New Jersey in beautiful Mahua, New Jersey. Kate is one of my oldest friends in international education, and I'm so thrilled to welcome her onto the podcast. In addition to her role at Ramapo, Kate is the chair and co-founder of the New Jersey Partnership for Study Abroad also known as NJPSA. But to me, Kate will always be the queen of New Jersey. In her role as NJPSA chair, Kate directs and coordinates monthly meetings and regular communications for education abroad professionals throughout the Garden State. I so admire Kate's commitment to connecting her colleagues around New Jersey, as well as the time and effort she puts into lifting them up, helping them do their jobs better, level up in their careers, and to go further, faster. NJPSA is one of the many local education abroad networks around the United States. There are too many to list here in this podcast, but I wanted to include a few examples today, such as Texas International Monthly, the Florida Association of International Educators, the Boston Area Study Abroad Association, the International Educators of Illinois, and the Colorado Consortium of International Educators. Almost each and every state has one of these, and if you're not sure, reach out to your local World Strides representative, and they can most likely help direct you to one in your area. And today, please join Kate and I as we dive into what makes these organizations special and such a critical resource for international educators at all stages of their careers. I can't wait to pick her brain, and I am so excited for today's conversation. You do not want to miss this episode. Kate, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Zach. I'm thrilled to be here today. In order to start, why don't you go ahead and give us a background on your role and an overview of your professional journey with an international education? Sure thing. So I attended Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York. I know we all have to go back to the point where our lives change, so I'm going to do that as well. So I went to Marist and I chose Marist because they are so supportive of their students pursuing study abroad opportunities. And I just knew as soon as I walked on campus, I just knew that that was the place for me to be. So I did study abroad my junior year fall semester in Dublin, Ireland. And I participated in what I call the trifecta of education abroad experience, where I studied, I interned, and I live with a local family. So I believe because of those three uh, different facets of that experience, that uh, I really got to immerse myself and understand a bit better about the culture. And I just really changed my life in the best way possible. After my return, I just felt like 
a piece of myself had been left behind uh, in Ireland and I needed to, to fill that in some way. And I did that becoming an ambassador at, at Marist and interacting with my peers and encouraging them to study abroad. And I got to thinking, this could be a career, a, a life choice, um, something that I could pursue outside of my major. And I was just really kind of awestruck by that realization. Two years later, I found a role at Rampo College of New Jersey as a program assistant, which turned to study abroad advisor, which then turned into assistant director of international education. Um, and I'm working on my 16th year here, which is very hard to believe. <laughs> Happy sweet 16, Kate. Uh, awesome. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. You know, it's, it's uh, so clear to me that that time in Ireland for you was indeed very life changing. And I think so many of us in this field had that aha moment as, as professionals entering into the field being like, oh, wow, people actually do this for a living, don't they? Uh, so I love that story. And I thank you for sharing it. One of the reasons I wanted to speak with you, Kate, is that at least from my perspective, education abroad professionals in New Jersey do a fantastic job in terms of working together and supporting one another as a community. Could you tell us a bit more about what NJPSA is, a bit about its history, and your responsibilities as its leader? NJPSA, New Jersey Partnership for Study Abroad, was actually created after our in-state consortium fell through. Uh, for financial reasons. So we, you know, we had created this community, but in a different way with program sharing and, and that and the like. But then the whole financial aspect of it just kind of fell through. And uh, we kind of were, were struggling because, you know, we created this community and we didn't know where to go at this point. So I decided, along with some of my other fellow members at the time, that we wanted to create this group that could support each other with professional development or, you know, challenges, policy issues, and then also the, the other side of things where we support students through different reentry conferences and webinars and things like that. So we decided that um, let's remain engaged and learn from each other. So we continued this partnership in a new avenue, and we have monthly meetings where we discuss what challenges are, are going on, what hot topics are happening right now. You know, even when, you know, we were all virtual, we still continued to, to have these meetings because things were happening that hadn't ever happened uh, in this field before. So we were really bouncing ideas off each other and, and sharing best practices. One of our proudest achievements uh, are those reentry conferences that I mentioned, um, you know, having students learn about how they can kind of continue this international education journey with participating in postgraduate opportunities or even, you know, joining the field of international education. And when I say proudest achievement, um, there are currently at least three Rampo College alumni who are currently working in international education in New Jersey. So I definitely consider that a, a proud uh, achievement and definitely happy to see that they've also found their own path and, and can join us uh, in this new way. Okay, there's a reason why we, or at least I, call you the queen of New Jersey, and that would be why. Uh, so, so thank you for sharing that. You know, if you're, if you're a nerd like me and, and I'd like to dig into the history of these types of organizations, I really, really love hearing about kind of the, the inception of these types of groups. So that's, that's really great. Now, we know that your office at Ramapo is busy, like many of us in international education. What is your strategy to make sure to fit this work in among your many other tasks and duties? It is a constant challenge. There's lots that needs to be balanced. You know, you're out, you're cycling through different colleagues and, you know, the, the structure of the semester, you know, the 
busier time is in the beginning and then it can get slower, you know, later on into the semester. But um, it's really time management and I just make this a priority. I just believe in the the power of, of this group, of the the commitment of all the members and just supporting each other. So I just make it a priority and, and make sure that I have some time scheduled. I'm a big fan of calendars and making sure that I have time scheduled in the calendar each week to, to dedicate to my priority projects. And NJPSA is just one of those those projects for sure. That's fantastic. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. You know, it's clear that NJPSA is an important resource for all international education offices in the state of New Jersey. But I want to hear a bit more. I'd love for you to tell us a bit about how NJPSA has enabled institutions to collaborate, to share knowledge, and use the network that you've created, Kate, to go farther in their work. What are some wins you'd like to share? I would say one of the biggest wins is that when COVID-19 hit, and impacted all our students who were abroad, and we needed to take action. And, you know, everyone was kind of floundering and, you know, what are we supposed to do? This has never happened before. So we just realized we needed to come together. And we had these emergency meetings about what policies have you created? What guidance have you received from your institution or from, you know, the staff overseas? And we just started to share policies, resources, um, so we could just take the time to take care of our students and get them home if that's what they opted to do. And then another win, I think, is that, you know, the individuals that make up this group are from public and private institutions, two-year and four-year institutions. There's members that are only recently joining the field, and then there's members like me who've been here for ages and ages. So, you know, we all support each other. We all have different perspectives. We all have this, this need to connect with each other so that we can all succeed and that our students can succeed. So again, I just think we all have something to add. We all have different perspectives and we can all just really enhance the conversation. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. You know, from, from my perspective, it was, it was the pandemic that really reinvigorated a lot of these networks around the nation. And I know New Jersey is, is no exception. And, you know, I saw my, my colleagues involved in these groups, you know, sharing resources and things like that to just really get through the day in the early days of the pandemic. But then I saw these groups stay invigorated as folks found community and fellowship with one another in their work. So so really kudos to you for, for keeping the momentum going during a, a tumultuous time in our personal and professional lives. So Kate, your role as chair means that you are in a position of leadership. I'd love for you to share with us how NJPSA benefited you in your role at Ramapo and your students. Well, definitely as the leader uh, and a member of the NJPSA community, I have definitely learned a thing or two over these last uh, at least 11, 12 years at this point. But one of the biggest benefits for me and the members is that we don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, we are sharing policies, we are sharing best practices in a way that is applicable to New Jersey schools. So we have a lot of state institutions and things have to be done a certain way. So we can share strategies and policies and just kind of reconfigure it to work for our individual institutions. And then for our students, we have these statewide reentry conferences or webinars that are a help to guide and support students who want to pursue those international education opportunities um, that they may not have been aware of. 
you know, options like Peace Corps and Fulbright and Teacher Broad, things that I didn't even know as an undergraduate were opportunities that I could pursue after I graduated. We provide resume review, interview skill workshops so that students can learn how to talk about their study abroad experiences in a way that will be helpful for them to get a job or to get those prestigious opportunities, fellowships, and scholarships um, that I had mentioned. These are a huge help for schools, especially schools that have maybe a one-person office. You know, these are small teams, um, and they can't support uh, their reentry activities as much because they're so focused on, you know, getting their students abroad. Um, It's also helpful for the schools that are larger, but again, you know, have to dedicate so much of their time to the students while they are students at the institution. So really giving the whole state an opportunity to really support these students in a way that individual institutions may not be able to do with this type of programming. Yeah, very well said, Kate. Thank you for that. You know, I want to dig into this topic a bit more uh, through this lens of leadership. But thinking about you, what are some skills that you have gained through this experience that have shaped you as a professional? And how can others find ways to lead from wherever they currently are in their own career? I've gained many skills. Um, I would say the biggest improvement areas would be communication. You know, that's kind of an obvious one. Definitely mentorship. I had been involved in mentorship within NAFSA, you know, kind of on the on the offshoot, but nothing in kind of a real tangible way. I really think that, like I said, with all the, the newcomers to the field, that they need a lot of support. And it's support that I didn't get when I first got into the into the fields. I started kind of with no onboarding, no support, had to learn the job from the ground up on my own. So I really, I don't want students to to have that experience or newcomers to the field to have that experience. So creating this kind of baseline of community and and guidance, definitely some some critical thinking and problem solving um, are definitely kind of the the three and four um, in terms of the, the leadership skills that I've I've gained, but there are many ways that you can find to lead formally or informally. So when I say formally, you know, join your local NAFSA region. I did that from 2014 to 2016. I was the New Jersey rep and that really connected me with a lot of, you know, other folks in New Jersey and New York. Um, And you can certainly do that in any state or any region that you're in. Become a mentor or a mentee within NAFSA or any other uh, regional group that uh, might be a part of, because again, just gaining that uh, connection, that perspective, sharing what you've learned is going to be really helpful to somebody else. And if you don't have a group, create one. You know, I know you mentioned some of the other states that have a similar type of group uh, like we have here in New Jersey, but there's a lot of other states that you didn't mention. So if you don't have something, create something, reach out to the other institutions within your state and see if they have an interest in doing the same. It really is a worthwhile uh, endeavor to pursue. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Ken. I couldn't agree more. For folks looking to gain leadership skills, getting involved in, in local networks like NJPSA, but also you know regional networks of NAFSA are, are a great avenue for to, to cultivate leadership skills and to expand your network. What I did not realize is that you were chair of NJPSA while also serving as the state representative for New Jersey. So there was a period when the queen of New Jersey was wearing two crowns. Color me (laughs) impressed. Okay, we know that the field of international education is interwoven and partnerships enable us to dream big and achieve our goals. 
Could you tell us a bit about some of the ways you have seen provider representatives be supportive in building relationships across campuses in the larger study abroad landscape? So when I started in my role at Rampo College back in 2008, eons ago, my rep from ISA World Strides team <laughs> was Dominic Luciano, and he was my connection to the outer world outside of Rampo College in terms of connecting me with the consortium at the time, in terms of connecting me with other colleagues in the state, because as I said, I, I didn't have anyone here at Rampo to provide any type of guidance or uh, connection. Um, I was just basically reaching out to each office on campus and saying, hey, this is my role. What is our relationship? How do, how do we work together? But I didn't have that connection with anyone else in New Jersey. So Dom was that connection for me, and I am forever grateful to him for that. You know, then we had just a series of really amazing representatives, colleagues, friends from not only ISA World Strides, but other organizations, other providers. And they can really be that, that connection, that, that path that can, you know, build a community in a whole new way than maybe even what you were thinking about when you were getting started. Yeah, that's great. I, I know a lot of us on the road, not only from, from World Strides Higher Education where I work, but but friends and colleagues or other organizations really do strive to to kind of be that connecting tissues where we can to to make the connections. Because, you know, oftentimes, you know, I've worked on a campus before, we can be so consumed by the day-to-day of our work and forget to find out what our friends at another institution are doing just down the road. And, and so you've really been able to bridge that gap so well in New Jersey. So congratulations. Again. Things have changed so much at Ramapo and everywhere else from when I started to now. So if you're not staying connected and seeing how other schools are doing things, not necessarily that you have to compare, but if you can learn something new and and see a better way to connect with Gen Z or to learn how you can use AI to, you know, connect with the students nowadays or how to be a, a better champion of study abroad. So there's like so many different avenues that you can take that if you kind of think of yourself as an island, I mean, you're not going to be able to learn and grow and connect with the students in the same kind of way if you don't pursue these avenues of uh, community and connection with colleagues, not just at other institutions, but with other providers and organizations as well. Well said, Kate. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. You know, I know the local education abroad networks like NJPSA, in addition to providing that sense of community and fellowship, also provide a, a low cost and accessible means of professional development. So I would love for you to speak a bit about that if you can as well. You know, I have opened it up to our members in the past in terms of what types of uh, maybe trainings that they would be interested in so that I could reach out to IIE or some of our, you know, our friends at providers or maybe even forum or NAFSA, depending on, you know, again, we are a no cost um, structure, so we don't pay member dues or anything like that. This is all just you know, because we have a passion and because we, we want to be this community. So if we can find ways to, you know, get trainings you know, so that, you know, someone from Peace Corps doesn't have to go to each institution, they can talk to us as a group and get the same information across. So I think that's really useful. And again, sharing about 
positives or challenges of working with different groups or different providers. And we can kind of share that amongst each other. Something that we also do in NJPSA is, you know, not everyone is always able to attend NAFSA, whether that's the regional or the national conference. Not everyone can attend forum. We all have different budgets, different priorities. Um, So we usually have uh, those who do attend the different events present kind of like a reflection and the big takeaways that they learned um, at those conferences. So I think that that's really helpful for those of us that come from one person or two person offices and, you know, you have a very limited budget, but you still want to get the information, you know, to stay relevant and to stay connected with others in the field outside of the state. So I think that that's really useful and really helpful for the NJPSA members. So I love that, you know, making sure that all members of NJPSA are able to benefit from some of the content that's shared in, uh, in more national platforms such as Forum or NAFSA. So that's a really great service you provide to your members. And, you know, Kate, as we head into a, a new academic year, I'd love for you to get a, give us a preview of what you're excited about in terms of NJPSA and, and share a bit about what you have planned. What's next? So this academic year, I'm really excited to kind of reconnect with our study abroad alum who are still on campus and those who have already graduated. We have planned uh, several events that will highlight programming like Peace Corps and Fulbright, but using, utilizing our uh, study abroad alum and Rampo alum to, you know, talk to their peers and get them excited about these new opportunities that maybe they hadn't considered before. Something else I'm really excited about is bringing back our a magazine. So we have a publication we called Rampo Unpacked that has been on a little bit of a hiatus since COVID. Um, so really excited to bring that back and bring that um, to the Rampo community. And then I'm just excited to, you know, after the summer, <laughs> it tends to be pretty quiet here <laughs> at Rampo in the summer months. So just really happy to have the student population back on campus and feel that energy. Um, And our Global Opportunities Fair is a great way for that to happen. It happens on our first day of class, um, and it just gets students excited about their options uh, to to study abroad, to intern abroad, to research abroad, to volunteer abroad. Um, And just feeling that energy kind of helps, you know, makes me feel excited and, and helps me get through that first semester, for sure. Fantastic, Kate. Yeah, thank you for sharing. So I know you've been a, a practicing education abroad professional for about 15 years because it's the same amount as me. And, you know, I think you and I will both agree that this is a field of, of giving individuals who believe there is room for us to grow and thrive together. We are also seeing an influx of new professionals who are joining our ranks. Would you please share some wisdom for our listeners who are fresh into the field on how they can seek out mentorship and find a home in international education from the onset of their career? just reach out. Don't hesitate. Don't be fearful. Those of us who have been around (laughs) for a while, 15 years, yikes. We want to help you. We want to support you. This is an amazing field to be a part of, education abroad, international education. We are a supportive industry. I think it's one of the the most supportive industries out there in terms of the the different communities, um, the different ways that we can support each other, and JPSA just being a small part of that. So wherever you live, whatever state you're in, or even if you're living abroad, just reach out. If if you you know connect with your alma mater, could be a great first step 
you know, see what kind of groups that they have or just connecting with the education abroad staff from that institution could be a really good way to just get started. You know, reaching out to NAFSA and joining your regional group, reaching out to Forum. There's just so many different paths or avenues that you can take. But, the, you know, the, the first step, the biggest step is just reaching out and making that connection. And nothing can happen if you don't take that first step. So just reach out and see where it leads you. There are people out there who want to be mentors. There are people out there who, who need mentors. So just make that connection and then see where it takes you. Just reach out. I think that that's really great advice and, and a great way to distill the best way to move forward early in your career. And I think to all our listeners, you just heard Kate say she wants more mentees. So feel free, reach, feel free to reach out to her. <laughs> the more the merrier. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Kate, another advice question. You know, when entering any career field, being new can often make for a natural conversation opener. But what about others like you and I who have been in education abroad for a while? How can we seek out opportunities to leverage the relationships that we have for our own growth and to be good colleagues? For you and I, like you said, have been in the field for a while. A great way is to, you know, maybe join an advisory board or sit in on a, you know, like a Gilman application review committee to join diversity abroad and attend some some conferences that are different than kind of the norm, right? So maybe if you always go to NAFSA and Forum, maybe go to diversity abroad. So Join an education abroad network like Diversity Abroad, Forum, NAFSA, IIE, figure out the ways uh, that they have available, the avenues that are available to, you know, sit in on a, on a panel or join an application review committee. Um, there's always something new to learn. Uh, you just have to be proactive in finding those different opportunities. So no matter where you are um, in your career journey, there's always a, a new path that you can take to, to lead you um, in a new direction. So just don't be afraid to create your own opportunity. Very well said. Yeah, you, you might say that those of us who are mid-career and beyond it, you know, they can just reach out as well. Yeah. Uh, so I just love that advice. Uh, in, in terms of building a career, Kate, why does this type of engagement and connection matter? Without engagement, you are an island. Uh, education abroad as a whole cannot succeed in that island mindset. We cannot stay stagnant. Education abroad is not the same today as it was in the 1980s, the 1990s, the early 2000s. You know, it has changed a lot. Um, so we need to grow. We need to be helpful and useful to our students and to each other. You have to engage in, in one form or another. Like I said, whether that's, you know, through a group like NJPSA, whether that's uh, remaining engaged in your local NAFSA group, forum, or creating your own path. But you have to remain engaged, otherwise you're just going to stay stagnant and you're not going to be able to grow. And take the next step, absolutely. Uh, and as we begin to wrap up here, I just have a couple more questions. Sure. How can cultivating a strong network of colleagues across institutions help position professionals for longevity in the field and for cross-cultural success? Cultivating a strong network of colleagues is really important just to remain engaged. Um, as I mentioned before, this is a field that is constantly changing from year to year. Um, you know, during COVID, we had to come up with a, a new strategy. So that's when virtual opportunities were born. But if we didn't have a, a, a connection with other colleagues in the field, 
opportunities like that may not have happened. So you, you need to stay engaged. You need to be active. You need to be proactive. So you just have to remain connected in any facet that is helpful to you. So if you need to build your campus's DEI, you know, you, you reach out to places like Diversity Abroad or, or other NAFSA subgroups um, just so that you can do what's best for your institution, but in a way that's very collegial and, you know, making those connections with those other groups and organizations. Thank you, Kate. And uh, just one more question for you, Ms. Lamana. As you think about education abroad in 2023, what makes you hopeful? Honestly, it's the students that make me hopeful because it's through these experiences that are life-changing for them that creates new opportunities for them and new avenues for success or new avenues like I experienced where I was a film major and pursued a, you know, a career in international education. I love those stories of students finding other opportunities post-graduation that kind of shift the rest of their professional career. So it's the students that keep me hopeful and, you know, continue to make me hopeful for this year for the effect that they can have um, on the world and the effect that they can have on um, even just the Rampo community at large in the future. Well said. Kate Lamana, this has been such a fun and inspiring conversation. Thank you so much for your time today. What a blast. Thank you, Zach. I'm so happy that you uh, asked me to be here and uh, always fun catching up with you and, and chatting with you. Absolutely. And to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Changing Lives Through Education Abroad. I'm your host, Seth McGinnis, and please make sure to join us next week as we continue to explore topics around international education and exchange. Thank you to my spectacular World Strides colleagues, Lindsay Kelchner and Sarah Kachuba, without whom this podcast would not be possible. Please subscribe to Changing Lives Through Education Abroad on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And share with your friends and colleagues. Let's create life-changing moments together.